0: On today's podcast, we're gonna talk about mutual funds and what you should be looking at to consider which funds may be the best options for you.
1: We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast. It is your finances untangled with Mo Param of the firm Cloud vesters Keep in mind, Cloud vesters is a fiduciary firm. The ease and convenience of virtual planning, or or actually coaching from financial advisors with a human touch. A firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. And now let's welcome uh, the star of the show as he enters the studio. We're following his entrance into the studio. That would be the one Mo Karam. Mo No need to stand. No need to stand. Thank you. Thank please, you. please, please have a seat, everyone. Please. <laughs> everyone, please sit down. And you over there in the in the corner. Uh oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Mo.
0: Hey Dave, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, We're getting together, having a little fun in the studio as always with the podcast and getting ready for all the things that we can't buy for the holiday season,
0: right? (laughs) Well, you better get your orders in early because supply chain and getting things from overseas seems to be a little bit of a delay right now.
1: Somebody posted uh, tracking your package and it was a picture of all these Ships from a distance, uh, tiny little <laughs> ships, and your package is here, and it an, had an arrow pointed to one of the ships. Uh, That's where I it think is. I, t-
0: I think I told you, and I know I, I told someone, I can't remember who it was, but I thought it was you. I was looking at uh, ordering some sneakers for, for Christmas, uh-huh. and this is just well, like three weeks ago, and um, I won't say the website's name, but they they said it you... I needed to get my order in by the second week of October to guarantee that it'll be in by Christmas. Wow. So it was almost, it was almost like an eight-week delay. That is, what is, That's crazy. Going, what, what, what's happening?
1: <laughs> what well, is the
0: You know, some of the warehouses, manufacturing, um, distribution centers in overseas have been shut down. So there's just been a, a a large delay in getting products over. I'm so glad because
1: um, I only really buy from my daughter and she wants cash. So um, there you go. Now I have my own supply issues with cash, but it has <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with what's going on with everything else. Uh, well, we are talking about investing today. We're going to dig into investing a little bit and, and mutual funds and, What's right if you're choosing, or what uh, the pros like you and the team at Cloud vesters do, and what you take into account when you are choosing funds? Because um, what's a it's a big decision to make. I mean, there's a lot to factor in.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, right? I mean, and in today's show, I'm just going to go high level. Won't go too too deep into you know, as an advisor, all the different. Uh, uh, points that we look at to figure out which investment option is great for a client. But at least on a high level point, this is something that if you're doing it yourself, you know, whether it's your own uh, brokerage account, your own IRA, or if you're opening up or if you're looking at for a 401k and you're figuring and you're asking yourself, well, which fund should I check? Well, which fund should I, you know, select for myself? These are, these are some high level um, uh, details you should consider to figure out if this is the best quote-unquote best right fund that meets your needs and goals and especially your 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 risk tolerance well let's let's go back to 101 on this first what is a
1: fund when you're when you're looking at funds what are you looking at sure
0: so a mutual fund is essentially like a basket of fun a basket of stocks Mm -hmm. right so if you think about um you know, think about a, a glass, a, a jar of marbles, right? There's different color marbles inside the, this, this jar. Well, the jar, the the, the the marbles themselves represent stocks, right? It could be Nike, Tesla, Amazon, Apple, Google, whatever it is, right? All these different stocks, right? But the glass jar itself and this example would be the mutual fund. That's the right? fund, okay. That's the fund itself. So as an investor, what you're what you're ultimately saying is, uh, I may not know exactly if it's a good time to buy Nike, is it a good time to sell, hmm, how much of Tesla should I have in my portfolio, but I kind of like those companies um, uh, they're in the same group, like large cap companies. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I'm going to buy this one fund. I'm going to buy this one glass jar that has all these stocks in them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to participate in how those, those, uh, those stocks, uh, uh perform. But what I'm buying is the glass jar, right? So there's a, a manager or a team of, of managers, right? that are going to be selecting those, those the internal funds I'm sorry the internal stocks themselves right they'll be the ones to to buy nike buy disney sell nike sell tesla right they're going to be they're going to be the ones to do the investment options um uh, and investment selections within the mutual funds right take the jar take the marbles out put more marbles in but what you're doing is you're just buying the glass jar so you're buying the jar, so you, you really don't have any
1: control on what goes in the jar. You could just say, I'd like what's in that jar. Who, how is it decided what marbles go in what jars?
0: So it, it's it's based off of really the objective of the fund itself, right? So if you're buying a uh, a domestic, let's say a domestic large cap mutual fund, mm-hmm. right? So I'll just take it and I'll just break that down. Domestic means it's the companies themselves are domiciled in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? So headquarters in the, in the U.S. And then large cap, uh, these are the largest companies in the U.S., right? So kind of think of like the S&P 500. And if it's a large cap growth, then it's companies that are perceived to have uh, uh, growth potential right? So that's the objective of the mutual fund itself. So if you like the objective of that fund, then that's what you would buy. If you have a international, um, uh, small cap growth mutual fund, well, then the companies are domiciled overseas, right? So you're not going to have any companies that have headquarters in the U S right? So that's what you're looking at. So, so uh, you can look at uh, what's called a prospectus, which is um, more detailed information about the mutual fund itself, and then you'll see what the funds, the actual stocks the funds hold, right? So you can do a little more research there. But if you're just looking big picture of like, okay, I like this because it's because it's it's an international fund. I want to have some international exposure in my portfolio. Um, that's that has large companies in there. So you may look at an international large uh, growth mutual fund
1: what's an example of someone who really just says do this and i and and in in other words sits back and does nothing it's done for them by some entity and someone who takes control and i'm trying to figure out in what vehicle would someone really not not even care that they had any say in what jars are selected
0: um not have any say. I, I'd say you have say in in a sense of like, what type of fund you want to invest in, right? Like I just said, if you want some large cap, then you can buy a large cap mutual fund. Um, but the, the the someone who does their own investing, right? Someone who maybe buys, uh, who does stock trading on their own, right? Well, That's now sure. they're 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 picking and choosing what stocks they want to buy themselves right so they're buying the stocks themselves they're selling the stocks themselves so they're doing they're playing the role of the manager like within a mutual fund mm-hmm. right they're the ones who are dictating what they buy when to buy how much when to sell versus a mutual fund where you're you're kind of trusting the investment manager to to know what they're doing so right? it'd be like your 401k yeah, like your 401k for instance, right? You open up your 401k, you go online to your portal and you see your investment options, right? You may see 20, 30 different options to choose from, right? You don't you have no say in the actual investments themselves, but what you could say is, well, I want 25% international. I want 10% Do people do you know, that small cap?
1: Or do they just say, yeah, I got a 401k and nothing and just, I mean, in other yeah. words, who, some,
0: yeah. m- most people will, I see two, I see two things, right? I see people that actually will pick and choose like the actual funds themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't see, but, but sometimes they just state, they just, you know, they stick to it and maybe once or twice a year, they'll maybe make some changes, but then there's also the, the, those that that say set it and forget it and what they'll choose is like what's called like a target date fund right so a target date fund is a mutual fund Mm -hmm. but it has a date associated to it so let's call it um, let's say 2030 right you may look at your 401k and see target date fund 2030 what that 2030 represents is the year 2030 and so what it does is it's designed in a way that If someone was planning to retire in the year 2030, this is how the fund manager says someone should be invested, uh, how someone should be invested, Okay. right? So they may have a little more fixed income versus equities because 2030, you know, is what, nine years away. But you're really releasing control in that case. You're you're releasing ultimate control. Yeah. Right. Um, Which may not be bad, right? Well, for some, yeah. For some who who are, you know, just just this just isn't their thing, right? They just, uh, you know, have no, you, you know, comfort real desire, level confidence, th- or maybe confidence, comfort level, or even the just plain old desire to know this, right?
1: But couldn't right? they come to you then? In other words, if someone has a four hundred one k and let's say they're wherever they are in life, uh, and they say, look, I don't trust myself, but can you get involved
0: in this? We get involved to um, at, a, at a certain level, right? So all of our clients, if they have uh, a 401k, a simple IRA, any type of employer-sponsored plan, right, where we can't actually manage it, right? So, like, Dave, I, if you're a client of mine, mm-hmm. I can't manage your 401K because your 401K is with your employer. Okay. Right? But as a client, you can show me your 401K options, like the investments uh, within your 401K. You can make K, suggestions. And we can and... make suggestions gotcha. on, okay, okay, you know, you're looking to retire this year. You're, this is your risk tolerance. Okay, here's how you know, w- we would look at investing within your plan, well, but, we're not, we're, but we're not technically managing. I it. see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, so all right, going forward,
1: let's, let's just say going forward for the theme of the podcast today is that yeah. you want control, whether it's with the help of Mo and his team or just on your own, but that's what we're going to be looking at. So what you should be looking at performance obviously is a big thing.
0: Right, right. You you want to look at the performance of the fund, and not just not just the last year, right? You want to go back, you know, at least a good ten year time frame if the fund has been around that long, right? You know, some funds are created on an annual basis, right? But you want to go back at least ten years if there is that much of a track history for that for that mutual fund, and see how it's performed, right? And then not only see how it's performed on its own, but look to see how it's compared, how it's how it's uh, funded. In comparison to funds of its of its uh, similar class right whether it is so like for instance if it's in a large cap growth mutual fund right Uh, one thing you want to consider is see how it's compared to the S&P 500 right how has it performed in relation to the S&P 500 so if the S&P 500 let's say did 10% over that 10 year time frame well if this fund which again has very similar characteristics of the S&P, it should be somewhere close to even, maybe even outperforming the S&P, right? So you wanna have something to compare it to. So again, looking back at the history, see how it's performed, and then also look to see how it's, uh, how it's, how it's performed against its relative um, similar type of funds.
1: Well, I guess I may have jumped ahead a little bit with that initial question because maybe you ought to. I guess the first thing you ought to look at is what marbles are in that jar. What jar do you want? <laughs> what marbles do you want? <laughs> Thank you for saying jar and marbles. That made it so much easier for me.
0: <laughs> or, or bag of M and M's, right? You get the red, you can get green, you get brown, whatever. That's good. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no. You want you want to do that, right? You want to look. Uh, you know, some people won't go into that much depth, right? Because it because the funds can change, right? I mean, they're not the funds, the uh, the stocks inside the mutual funds can change. Right? Oh, so well, you how- can look at it and say, all right, well, I love Nike, Amazon. You know, the list goes on and on, right? I love these companies. Six months down the road, well, Amazon might not be in, the, in that fund anymore. Then, can you change jars? You can change jars. Okay. You can change jars if you want, right? But again, that's why it goes over. That's why uh, objective of the fund is primary, right? Because the mutual fund manager they're not beholden to one specific stock, right? They're investing for that mutual fund to meet an objective, right? The objective is obviously performance, right? But to stay within the the realm of what they're looking to do, right? So if they're looking at large Again, I'll just, you know, I'll just keep it simple and just keep it large cap companies, right? Well, they're going to pick the best large cap companies relative for growth, knowing that they can change and interchange them at any given moment.
1: Okay, so now you that, mentioned does that make sense. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to follow me. you here. I'm I'm not a big <laughs> investment guy. Okay. I'm going to go on to, I'm the type of guy who just lets somebody else do it. But let me ask you this. You mentioned stock, like marbles or stocks. What about bonds, and do you even want bonds now?
0: Um, you know, that's relative, right? Bonds, bonds for the last, as a whole, right? Bonds over the last 10 years have yielded, again, this is as a whole, right? As a, uh, as a whole, um, about 2%, a little over 2%. So, you know, you may look at a bond as just having something that's more, quote unquote, stable in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you look at the bond market year to date, 2021, it's negative, right? So this instrument that you think is conservative, you know, year to date is actually losing value, right? So, um, but the bonds are, but there are mutual funds that have bonds in them. Right. And so they'll have a series of different bonds, right. They may have 20 or 30 different bonds within that mutual fund. Okay. Right. And the bonds may have different maturities. I mean, that's when they, um, won't get with that, but you may have corporate bonds in there. You may have municipal bonds. You may have, uh, 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 treasury bonds, right you may have all these different bonds inside this one mutual fund that all have th- that that are in this mutual fund for that one objective right to find any type of yield to be conservative in the respective market and the mutual fund manager just has the choice um, to get in and out of the bonds if if necessary. So when you're buying a mutual fund, you're, 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 yes, you're looking at, or you're thinking about the actual holdings inside there. Right. But ultimately what you're doing is looking at the actual objective, Like what is this fund trying to do? Right. And you can basically just, I don't want to say rest assured. Right. But that's what you're buying. You're buying the objective of the fund itself. Okay, cuz so you have because you have no
1: control, right? It's if really you, seeing the forest and not the trees. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're going to we're going to take a quick break, but then we're going to still cover some things like how much are you investing? What does it cost? How do you break down cost? Uh, there's more to come on this. We're looking at funds and the proper things to consider on today's podcast and that is Your Finances Untangled. Close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. We're back. It is Your Finances Untangled. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here, and Mo Param is the man with the information on in investments, and we're looking at funds and what to consider and the actions that you take or what someone like Mo or his team at the fiduciary firm Cloud Investors would consider and working with you on that and suggestions they may have for you. All right, so we talked about it and we talked about it during the break, too. I'm not an expert on in investments. I mean, this is not my comfort zone, today's podcast. So I'm going to play the role of me. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm playing myself here. But my, but okay. but we're, the scenario is I've come to you, Mo, and right. I've said, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just got some money to invest here. Help me. And okay. you're going to help me. And we're looking at funds here, like mutual funds and You've covered what they are um, with the jars and the marbles. You know, you've covered how that works in many ways. But let's look at now I've got this. um, And when looking at mutual funds, what else am I? What are you looking at on my behalf? Because let's just say you've looked at performance, you've looked at what's in it. You explain quite well that you're really looking at. Am, am I right on this? Not so much what's in it, but what is the objective of the group? That's in of marbles in that jar.
0: That's right. Yes. Yes. Overall, that's what you're looking at, right? Okay. um f- For me, you know, as the as the advisor, I'm going into deeper. Um, uh, parts of the mutual funds itself, right? So that's something I probably wouldn't tell you because that's just more. To, to, we don't want to get lost in the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to. Um, uh, and there's just, I mean, it just takes so long to really break down every single factor that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the risk, right? Um, you know, once I understand what your ability is to absorb risk, and what I mean by that is. You know, when we start doing uh, and creating a financial plan for clients, uh, and investments obviously are, are part of that plan, uh, I can tell you, Dave, how much risk you need to take to achieve your goal. Let's right? say so an
1: you, amount of money I have first before we go. What am I coming to you with? Uh,
0: let's say you're coming to me with, I like easy numbers, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you're coming to me with uh, with uh, half a million dollars. Oh, <laughs> what? I mean, Dave, if you're going to sit down and talk to me, I mean, you get a have. Okay. Like so, half a all right, so well, let me rush out kidding. and get
1: a, <laughs> write a book or something. I don't know. Bestseller. Oh, okay. I'm so I'm, just got half, I'm, get I'm coming to
0: you with half a million dollars. You're coming to me with half a million dollars. And you are, and you say to me, Dave, uh, how old are you, Dave, by the way? 59. Fif- really? Yeah. Okay. 59. So let's say that- you say... No, I want to retire at sixty-five. Right, so we got we have what six years away. (laughs) I'm basically saying help, (laughs) help, help help me me, please. Um, That's pretty old,
1: right? Fifty-nine.
0: No, not at all. Okay. Uh, No,
1: not at all. What did you think I was Uh, older? I thought you were younger. Oh, oh, that's good. Okay. (laughs) You know what I tell people? I tell people I'm seventy. Is how can I go wrong? Because they'll say, what? Wow, you look great for seventy. Maybe I will go seventy-five. <laughs>
0: All right, go ahead.
1: I'm I'm interrupting. So I'm I'm fifty-nine. I'm coming to you with a half a million.
0: 50, I've said I want to invest. I want to retire at sixty-five. At sixty-five, I want X amount of income at this point, right? So I can run the numbers and tell you, okay, for uh, and you want to put a thousand dollars a month into it, right? Just give me some some arbitrary numbers. Okay. So I can and so I can run the analysis right and tell you, okay, this is how much risk we need to be we need to take in order for us to be successful over the next six, six years for you to retire, mm-hmm. but you have to tell me how much risk you can actually take okay right because it's a different story because I can tell you to or in order to get to where we need to be, it's going to take a twelve percent return uh you know the market's going to be up and down, but you. May not be comfortable with that type of risk.
1: Well, let me tell you this, right. Mo. Client speaking here. Um, I have worked over forty years to build up this five hundred, exactly. 000, and I, this is it. I haven't done a really, really good job getting. I, I mean, I've got, I've saved. I've been a great saver, but I haven't done. This is all fiction, by the way. I haven't done <laughs> a really good job planning. Uh, but I've got this five hundred thousand. However. I mean, I want to use it to retire in six years, but I, I
0: don't want to be too risky. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I can tell you the amount of risk you sh- you, sh- you you you, k- you should take. Okay. Right. You tell me how much risk you can take. Okay. Right. So two different. So it's two different questions and two different answers, right? It could be two different answers. Okay. So what I want to do is when I'm looking at or selecting mutual funds is how risky has that fund been, right? So yes, performance is awesome, right? Yes, let's just say I told you we need to take a 12% return to get to where we need to be. I looked at this mutual fund, it's averaging 12%. I'm -hmm. like, all right, this it's not that easy, right? It's also, yes, you've average 12%, but it's average big key thing. It doesn't mean that you've, you've received 12% every single year. It just means it's average 12. So they may have been a year or two where it's down 10%, 12%. And keep in mind, I've got six years. I want to you've retire. Six then. years, okay. right? Maybe there's been more negative than positive, but overall it's average 12, right? So that type of, of volatility doesn't match what you've just told me. Right. You just told me that got six years ahead of me. I, d- I don't want to take too much risk. Right. But if I look at this mutual fund, I say, yeah, it's average 12. But I see that there's years that it's gone very negative or even years that it's 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 shot up so high. Right. It's just very volatile. That might not be a ride that you're comfortable taking.
1: No, it's not. As fun as the 12% would be, it's a bumpy ride for me. I no, I'll, I've got a pass on that 12.
0: Right. So it's too I risky. looked Yeah, so what we do is we not only are we looking at uh, so again, not only are we looking at the returns, we're also looking at the volatility of that fund, right? How 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 risky is that fund and and is that something that you can stomach and something you can tolerate? If it is, we'll you know, we'll put in your portfolio. If it's not, mm, we'll look somewhere else, right? So risk is something that we consider. Like okay. comes to selecting options for our clients.
1: Now, if I'm 30 with half a million, I would say go for it, the 12%. I've got plenty of time. Uh, 12% average, I'm good with that, right? right? If I'm 30, but I'm not 30.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can look at the average, but then also it's also the volatility too, right? right? I mean, even if you're 30, yes, you still... You you see that 12% and say, yeah, okay, I like that, but still those swings, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can be up 20% down 10 the following year, then the next year up 24. Like that kind of roller coaster, yeah. you're just like – I, even if at, at 30 you just say I, I I don't like that can we do something that's a okay. little more okay. more stable that still gives us the ability to grow
1: I'd be right? more apt to like it at 30 than I would at 59 though
0: you probably have more of a tolerance it, yeah. right yeah. so so that is something that we would make sure right because everything that we do is is uh, is tailored designed for the for the individual so the next 59 year old, client that comes into my office with a half a million dollars we're not it's not a it's not a uh, assembly line where we just you know it's a rinse and repeat rinse and repeat we're doing the same investments for everyone we're tailoring you know your portfolio for Dave and then the next person okay. comes in we're tailoring the portfolio for them right so it's it's all individual right so, <laughs> so, so some people ask you know as a firm you know what our, was our what was our rate of return last year? Well, that's a stupid question, in my opinion, right? Because we're not everyone has their own risk tolerance, right? So yeah, well as you, a firm, how do you answer not, that? Right. You know we're not we're not investing the same exact way for everyone. Right. Right.
1: So. No, I get that. Well, look, we've looked at risk, and I want to make sure we get this in before we close it out, and that is yeah. cost. I've got five hundred thousand. Uh, got to
0: look at cost. Yeah, you've and I look
1: at cost. Should I? And you, you can explain how this works. Should I go all big guys that make would cost more, or should I have some big guys and some little guys, some
0: domestic, some international? How should I approach this? Well, typically international funds cost more. Oh, they do. Okay. Than domestically. Yeah. Um, to kind of give you an idea, like, for instance, if we we're investing in a fund that had uh, – uh, let's say they had exposure in China. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sometimes, right, you're the fund managers, or you know someone within the management team could be flying out to China to look at warehouses mm-hmm. right looking sitting on boards right sitting as, or speaking with the ceos of these companies right to make sure that you know it is legit right so it costs more to just to manage you had to worry about currency risk right um, so there's like this more internal costs inside of a mutual fund for something overseas than it is domestically but um you have to look at fees inside of a mutual fund, right? Fees such as like expenses, right? There's something called an expense ratio of a mutual fund. Um, Typical mutual funds, the expenses could be somewhere between 0.6% to as high as 2% per year just to have the mutual fund. Wow, okay. So if you're in a fund that's at 2%, right? That means you're down 2%. When the year starts, right? Because you're paying that expense, right? Uh, so one thing you want to look at now, you want to look at the value you're getting for that. For well, that yeah, because I don't want to be right? down
1: too much because um, I already am paying that, and I'm not doing the 12% average thing, right? Right, right. I, am know, I right well, on track there?
0: I, you know. Well, you you kind of if for that for that for that 12% that you see, right? Yeah. If you're in a two, if you're in a 12% fund. In a two percent fund, sorry, then essentially you have to gross fourteen percent for you to net twelve. Okay, gotcha. Right, 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 right. So, so, so yeah. So that's why you you have to look at the expenses because it's all it's all relative, right? Are you getting the value for what you're paying for? Mm-hmm. So if you look at a a, a fund that's at two percent expenses, right, and it's it's peers. Are less expensive, right? But this 2% fund is doubling the returns of its peers. Then you may say to yourself, well, I'm getting what I'm paying for. Yeah, right. it costs me 2%, but I'm, I'm outperforming my peers by twice as much. Okay. Right? So I'm getting value for it. Right. Uh, you know, we're fee based advisors. So fees are always something that clients ask us or, or potential clients ask us, you know, what's our fee? So it's, we don't shy away from fees, but we feel like if you're going to be paying, you better get some value for it. Um, you also want to look at the commissions that some brokers are going to get for the for this for selling you the mutual fund. Well, right? I mean, this that, is a this yeah. is a nasty fee, Dave. Mm. A nasty, what is, nasty, what's nasty? Fee. Oh, it's nasty. I hope you're sitting down for this. I'm sitting. You can. You when you say that, can
1: I ask you real quick? You know, people always say, You sitting down, who has anybody have you ever seen anyone faint? (laughs) I mean, besides in the movies and all, have you ever really seen anyone faint? No. Okay. Hold on to your seats, Dave.
0: (laughs) I am sitting down though. (laughs) What's nasty? (laughs) Have you seen anybody fall off their chair? I've never seen anyone do that. Never seen it. (laughs) Nope. Just on TV. I have seen someone like like spit out water though. They were drinking water. That was my next question. That. Has that yeah. really
1: ever happened in real I've life? I've seen
0: that happen once. Okay. All right. I actually have seen that happen.
1: Because I made uh, my friend laugh at lunch in school and he had milk came out of his nose,
0: <laughs> but he didn't spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, the fees. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, how nasty so are, is it? Okay. So I am sitting down. Uh, there's something called A share mutual funds. Okay. Like the letter A share. What that means is that the cost you pay for the mutual fund you paid up front, okay, it can start as high as 5.75%. Wow. Meaning that if you were to put $100 into this mutual fund. Yeah. The mutual fund company is taking five dollars and seventy-five cents from your hundred.
1: It also means, percentage-wise, that it better perform
0: well. It bet, think about that. You've you're now you're down five point seven five percent already right? from the jump. the hundred in, and then they're taking fi- almost six percent out. Man, and that fee is basically commission that Could. goes
1: to your broker. So I don't want that, Mo. Can, how do I not do that? Um, <laughs> don't have that
0: happen
1: <laughs> it's it is it is it is a nasty fee uh, I mean you don't have to I mean in other words you don't one, have to no no, no. what so can I get that
0: isn't that that won't have that uh, there's C share mutual funds and those have um, fees on the back end so when you take your money out they're taking some fees off of it that fee could be 1% but the internal expense of the mutual fund is like could be like one and a quarter. Okay. Right. So it's pretty expensive, right? Nice. So, you know, when we do fund mutual fund investing for our clients, we we put them in like a managed portfolios, mm-hmm. right? That 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 one removes that 5.75%. There's no commission at all. Um, and it's part of your portfolio. So it's say it's it's uh, we remove all of those nasty A share uh, expenses out of uh, uh, fees out of the investing, right? Because we feel like, in order to be not only getting performance, right, but we want to be efficient with our investing, right? And taking a 5.75% haircut, in my opinion, doesn't really sound that efficient. No. No, I mean, no. No. It doesn't. So, yeah. So, those are things that we look at um, for mutual fund investing for clients. Um, we do a lot of ETFs now that's cause that's a whole different story, but an ETF is very similar to a mutual fund, but it's v- way, way less expensive. Um, uh, but yeah, those are things you want to look at when you're selecting a mutual fund, right? So if you're in, uh, most of the times you might see this in your, in your 401k, right? You want to look at, again, kind of recap, you want to look at the performance, right? How has that mutual fund performed over the last very key 10 yes. years? key uh, don't get confused with average right mm-hmm. if you see average return of 10 percent you know that's just an average right doesn't mean you're getting 10 percent every single you could year could have done just outstanding just one year could have done outstanding one year and then just just hit the brakes the following yeah. year right but when you average out those two years you might have get 10 you might have you might have had 10 percent
1: mm-hmm.
0: right um you want to do a little deeper digging if you want to and see, okay, well, what, what companies do these mutual funds own? Right. Um, and then last, lastly, fees, you know, what am I paying and like, what are the costs to have this mutual fund? Um, and then if, if everything aligns with what your risk tolerance is, then, you know, it's, it doesn't, it, those are the things you want to consider when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're investing in mutual funds. Right. you know, you left one important thing out. For,
1: especially for someone like me, go to someone like you, <laughs> right?
0: And lastly, yes, go to <laughs> yes, like any like anything else, right? Um, you're you're sick, you go to a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you or you, if you have financial questions, you go to a financial professional, right? Uh, any financial professional that's that's willing to help you. Well, if you're looking for a financial professional to hire, right, they should be willing to help you and educate you on not just things that they're going to be managing for you, but things that are still affecting you, like your 401k that they're not going to get their hands on, right? So you you find an advisor, uh, speak to two or three, right, Uh, that so you can get as much education and much knowledge as you can, so you can make the best educated decision for yourself, and maybe that educated decision is to hire the advisor but you want to just arm yourself with as much knowledge so you so you can make the best decisions for yourself.
1: Okay, and it never hurts when it's a fiduciary firm like CloudVestors. Uh, CloudVestors.com. Mo, I um, I hired some people to lay out rose petals on your exit, so if you would, go ahead and we're going to fire up the band. I, I want to play Mo out as he walks out of the studio, uh, stepping onto the rose puddles. Ah, there we go here we go the man don't leave just yet I've got to say until next week with you (laughs) great job Mo you explained it quite well oh good I'm glad Uh, it is yeah we do hope uh, now you may take your leave sir Okay. Here we <laughs> and we hope that you like, share, subscribe, and spread the word. And we're here every week, dropping them every Friday. It's Your Finances Untangled.
0: Be sure to rate, review,
1: and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts